It's Christmas! Well, tonight, thank God it's there instead of you. Oh, Christmas Day, my ass. I'm driving home for Christmas. Oh, I can't wait to see those faces. Christmas to you and all. Hello, this is Adam of Merry Britmas. It's July, which means it's Christmas in July time, which means it's pretty bloody hot here in the UK, which means it doesn't really feel that festive, but that means it's time to get festive on Merry Britmas. The sun is blazing in a heatwave as I record this episode, but a shop here in the UK seems to be getting on board with Christmas in July. Brett is an international coffee and sandwich shop franchise, but it was founded in London in 1983. They have about 400 locations around the world, but in the UK, to celebrate Christmas in July, they've released a Christmas sandwich, a tradition that I might cover later this year. Apparently, many customers complain they missed out in December, thanks to lockdowns and COVID restrictions, so they've brought it back with an ad campaign backed by Slade lead singer Noddy Holder, the vocalist behind one of the best Christmas songs of all time, Merry Christmas, everybody. Christmas? But it's summer. What's going on? Ah, now it makes sense. Here, I know you lot said you were bringing me back for July, but I never got a message. Oh, Mr Holder, sorry, but it's actually our Christmas sandwich we're bringing back. The sandwich has turkey in a port and orange cranberry sauce, pork stuffing, spinach leaves and mayo, topped with crispy onions. It will be available through until the first week of August and then return later in the year. Whilst I dream of turkey and cranberry sauce in the boiling heat, let's get started on a podcast, with me looking at some summer-connected Christmas indie songs, a tradition of visiting houses to sing at Christmas that's not caroling, and some thoughts on a sunny Spanish comedy set at Christmas time. Let's start with some sunshine and jet off to the sunny setting of Benidorm. For those that don't know, Benidorm is a popular holiday coastal town in Spain, as well as the title of a comedy TV show made by ITV, where viewers follow some stereotypically British holidaymakers as they descend on this tourist trap. Created by Matthew Lytton in 2007 and ran for 10 series, along with a summer and Christmas special. The show had a rather divided audience reaction, with many loving the silly, over the top holiday comedy antics, while others found it puerile, simplistic, and old fashioned. Regardless of this critical mockery, it won multiple awards, including BAFTAs, TV Choice, and National Television Awards. It never seemed like my type of thing and seemed a little bit too broad for me. So I've only ever seen a few bits here and there, so I went into this episode without much knowledge of the series or characters. I knew Steve Pemberton was in it, and I already covered my love for him in my episode about the Inside Number 9's Devil of Christmas. This special came out in 2010, after the third season of Benidorm. 
The episode starts with the Garvey family visiting Benidorm for the holidays. Dad Mick is played by Steve Pemberton. Mum Janice is played by Siobhan Fenneran. And son Michael is played by Oliver Stokes. They're visiting Janice's eccentric and wealthy mother, Madge, played by Sheila Reed. She's the proprietor of the Benidorm Palace, an entertainment venue, along with her partner Mel, who's away for work. Mick is already annoyed right at the start of the episode about the expense of the flight and the holiday in general. You're joking, aren't you? They're raking it in. Did you not see that drinks menu? Four pounds for a gin and tonic. When do you drink gin and tonic? I don't, but I do go to the bog and it's cost me the grand total of one pound for the pleasure. What were you doing? You were in there about half an hour. What was I doing? I was getting my money's worth. Meanwhile, Madge is in a movable hot tub with Christmas wreaths on it. And Sue Pollard has arrived in Benidorm as a special guest for the Benidorm Palace Christmas show. For non-British people, Sue Pollard is a very minor celeb comedy actress whose most famous role was in 70s camp sitcom Heidi High, all about a British holiday camp. In Benidorm, a typical British sitcom mix-up takes place as a hotel is expecting the Middlesbrough Swing Association, but two other long-term visitors, Jacqueline and Donald, have come along with a slightly differently named group. Oh, hang on. Not the jazz band, are you? Jazz band? Middlesbrough Swing Association? It's actually Middlesbrough Swingers Association. Thank you, Marvin. Yes, you're quite right, that's us. I knew there had to be some kind of mistake. <sighs> All right, we've got four triple rooms booked. That's correct. Hang on, four triples? I thought you were six couples. Yes. How come you've got four triples? Uh, hello, we're a Swingers Association. Thank you, Marvin. And if you're not sure what a swinger is, well, look it up. I don't think I can explain it on a Christmas podcast. Cue some British innuendo from another special guest as part of the swinger group, a dancer called Louis Spence, another very minor British celebrity who became a reality star in a show about his dance studios. What instrument do you play? Anything they put in front of me. We see Madge again, who is without her partner Mel, who told her he's away for work, and she is hoping for a festive, peaceful time. I want a nice, quiet Christmas. It's a time for peace, goodwill to all men. Oi! Mm. Where the frig do you think you're going? I want another drink. While Sue Pollard has accidentally gone to a completely different resort area and finds herself at a very specifically unusual type of hotel. Excuse me. Hello. There's a woman over there with no clothes on. Yes. She's taking all the clothes off. She's completely nude. There's a fella as well. It's all hanging out. You've got no trousers on. This is usually what you expect from an eight-tourist hotel. A whole other storyline is playing out at the hotel, with elderly lottery winner Noreen being romanced by someone called Clive, who, it's hinted at, may only be visiting with her for some monetary gain. On the beach, she tells him a story. I never had much choice. There was only Ron who asked to marry me. Actually, I tell a lie. There was another. It was 1959. And me and my twin sister, Doreen, used to go to a dance every Friday night. Funny little fella in a bow tie. Used to come up to me every week and say, you are the most beautiful woman I've ever clapped eyes on. Four weeks on the trot, you did that. Just came up to me and said the same thing. 
I suppose nowadays you'd get a restraining order on someone like that. But in them days we led a more simple life. I just got a friend of my dad's to break his legs. Before a rogue wave knocks them to the ground on top of one another, and then they get arrested for taking part in an inappropriate act. On Christmas Day, the Garveys await Mel's arrival for Christmas dinner and get a present from him of a mini electric car for Madge, but she's not quite thrilled with it. Don't you like it, ma'am? It's lovely. I thought Mel was going to be sitting in it. I thought that was going to be the surprise. Christmas dinner starts without Mel, but with Jacqueline and Donald after a mix-up with Madge's caretaker, Les, as Madge leads Grace. I think we should say Grace. Grace? Bloody hell, watch out for the bolt of lightning. And what's that supposed to mean? Well, it's a bit hypocritical. When was the last time you went to church? What's that got to do with it? Oh, Donald used to be a lay preacher in the 70s, if you'd like him to do it. <laughs> oh, Jesus Christ, I've heard it all now. Oh, do you mind? Blaspheming at the table. When did you turn into the Archbishop of Canterbury? Don't listen to him, ma'am. If you want to say a prayer before we eat, you go ahead. Yeah, go on, Mrs. H. Want me to turn the music off for you? Oh, no, no, no. Forget it. He's spoiled the moment now. Frink the lot of you. Yeah, there you go. Spoken like a true Christian. And as many families may recognise, Christmas becomes a bit of an argument. I would like to say how lovely it is to have wonderful family and friends here on such a special day. <laughs> friends? Two of them weren't invited. The other one works for your mother. I think you'll find we've cleared up that little misunderstanding. Oh, misunderstanding? You just want a Christmas dinner. I know you two. You'd have a pork in the eye if you thought it were free. All right, that's enough. What's wrong with you? Well, she started it. No, I didn't. It's Christmas Day. Peace on Earth. You don't have to be Christian to want a bit of that. Here, here. Then, Sue Pollard turns up. Where have I been? I have been stuck in a nudist colony, singing show tunes to saggy 60-year-olds, trying to raise the money to get back here. Well, look who it is. We meet again. I beg your pardon? You've got some treat coming in here. I might sometimes forgive, but by God, I never forget. Why didn't you just phone us? I didn't have your number. Anyway, I wouldn't have needed it if I'd been taken to the right place from the airport. Oh, yes, it's just one excuse after another, isn't it? Mother, keep out of it. And Madge throws turkey at her after feeling slighted by Sue apparently ignoring her in the 80s asking for a signature. But it's revealed she got the wrong minor celebrity and now they need a new singer. Jacqueline and Donald say they know someone. May we make a suggestion? Uh, we have a friend who has a holiday home in nearby Marcia. He tends to shy away from publicity when he's not working, but I could check and see if he's here for Christmas. We know all about your friends. This is sophisticated cabaret. We don't want some bollock-naked nutter singing ding-dong merrily on eye. Oh, no, he's very good. He's even been on top of the pops. During this argument, Mel speaks to Mick on the phone, who reveals he's had to go to hospital but wants to keep it from Madge as he thinks it's nothing. Everyone goes to the big Christmas show that night, including Noreen, who reveals that her lottery win wasn't actually that much, and Clive then reveals that he is not who he said he was either. It's me. The funny little bloke with a bow tie, Rivington Dance Hall. You what? I don't want your money. I want you. Doreen, I waited 50 years to say this again. I think you're the most beautiful woman I have ever clapped eyes on. Then the replacement star of the show arrives on stage. 
It's Roy Wood of Wizard fame, aka the legend behind hit single, I Wish It Could Be Christmas Every Day. However, during the performance, Mick gets a call from Mel's nurse with some bad news of Mel's sudden death in hospital, leading to a tearful ending. This character's demise was due to the sudden death of the real actor of Mel, Jeffrey Hutchings, and some of those tears were probably quite real from the actors who worked with him, but it all ends sweetly with the surprise Benidorm snowfall, which is actually layers with giant snowblowers on the rooftop. My overall thoughts on this special is that I liked it more than I thought I would, which was surprising as I never really watched much of it before and didn't know the characters. Madge and Mick were both pretty funny most of the time and I really liked some of the absurdity. Even the ending had me a little surprised and again it shows how British sitcoms love to mix the melancholy with the festive, something I've said time and time again with shows such as Friday Night Dinner and Royal Family. Some of the comedy is slightly overly puerile and I do think the episode ran on a bit and some jokes were left to run too long, perhaps to make up the 50 minute runtime, or perhaps that's just the overblown style of old school comedy it's going for. I don't think I'll rush to watch the many other series of this show, but it's worth a festive watch if you want something different and a bit sunny in July. If I said to you, how about we go around to some people's houses to do some Christmas song singing and performing? You might ask, are we going caroling? And well, I suppose, kind of, but I would say nay, we are going mummering. Mummering is a term for a tradition where a group often dressed in disguise visit family and friends in a community, performing for the residents with music, dance, comedy and recitations or performances. The host must guess who they are and offer food and drink in return. Traditionally, this often results in the host joining the mummers in their route to the next house. It's similar to a lot of traditional festive fun such as the Welsh horse school tradition of the Mary Lewid, which I covered in last year's Halloweenish episode. The term mummering comes from an old French term for masking oneself, and also is the same root as the term mime and to keep mum or to keep silent, as many early mummer performances were silent, mime-like, masked performances. Nowadays, many people see it as a tradition kept up by Newfoundland communities, However, it originated in British and Irish communities before making it over to Newfoundland via migration in the early 1800s. Well, actually, if you want to go further back in history, although it's quite murky, mummering may date back to even earlier times in medieval Europe, but let's stick to the British roots because, well, this is Merry Britsmas. The tradition is based on the idea of the Mummers Play, which is a performance that uses big masks and pantomime traditions. Again, check out my third ever episode for more panto detail, but it's basically cross-dressing, old fables and silly jokes, often quite rude. The story usually consists of the same tropes as a performer explains. So Mama's play tend to have the uh, St George and the Turkish Knight tend to be the good and bad characters, uh, and you have this fight between them, and it's sort of, <laughs> if you think of it as... Um, uh, sort of good over evil or you're resurrecting things for the new year you know you've got to kill off the old year resurrect for the new year so you make sure your crops are growing then these are traditionally performed for food and drink and the general merriment of a holiday season they're most often performed between st stephen's day december 26th and january 6th as i said the tradition spread to the americas with migration and became especially popular in newfoundland and philadelphia with the earliest record dating to 1819 in Newfoundland, and potentially coming especially via Irish immigrants from an area called County Wexford. 
The practice died out there after a man was killed by mummers in 1860, leading to the outlawing of masked visitor performances. But the practice resurfaced in the 1980s, along with a song by a duo called Simani, called the Mummer Song. Mark, what's the noise out by the porch door? Granny, tis mummers, there's twenty or more. Her old withered face brightens up with a grin. Any mummers, nice mummers, loud in. Come in, lovely mummers, don't bother the snow. We can wipe up the water, sure, after you go. Sit if you can, or on some mummers' knee. Let's see if we know who you be. There's big ones and small ones. And the song kind of sums it all up. In 2009, the Newfoundland Heritage Foundation started an annual Mummers Festival and a parade in St. John. But the traditions have been updated and added to with less chaotic drinking as a focus. Irish tradition has a little more on mummering, with it being mentioned in 1172 in Hannah's Historical Chronicles as King Henry celebrated Christmas in Dublin. It says, The sport and the mirth and the continual music, the masking, the mumming and strange shoes. An Irish mummers play often have Irish folklore characters, as well as a type of sword dancing with 12 players and wooden swords creating a rhythm as they do so. Some pubs in the UK still have mummers appearing for seasonal performances, and as one punter puts it, There'll always be people who will be in pubs at this time of year, and they'll always want some form of entertainment that's a bit different to that which they're going to get on the television, and therefore they'll be everlasting. Amen to that. And to finish, here are a few verses used in historical mummers plays. Here we stand before your door, as we stood the year before. Give us whiskey, give us gin, open the door and let us in. Cure I can for a noble fee, from your complaint I'll set you free. I can cure by day and night, I can diagnose by sight. The plague it is no plague to me, get it kind sir and I'll set you free. God bless the master of this house, likewise the mistress too. May your barns be filled with wheat and corn, and your hearts be always true. A Merry Christmas is our wish, where'er we do appear. To you a well-filled purse, a well-filled dish, and a happy, bright new year. With a rink-tink-tink and a sup-more drink, we'll make the old bell sound. A Merry Christmas to you all. May happiness abound. Finally, I thought I'd try to sneak some summery, sunny-sounding British festive songs, which is pretty hard. Most Christmas songs, for some reason, tend to talk about snow, ice and cold, but it's currently baking, so I found some sort of links to the idea of summer heat. First up, an appropriately titled band called Summer Camp. Summer Camp are a British duo made up of a couple, Elizabeth Sankey and Jeremy Wormsley. The band have released five albums via Moshi Moshi, and make slightly twee but delightful indie pop. Also recently, Sankey directed and soundtracked a documentary about rom-coms, aptly titled Romantic Comedy, that received a lot of critical acclaim. Back to Christmas though, and the duo released a Christmas EP in 2015, which had five songs on it. Two were covers of Christmas Rapping and Last Christmas, but three were originals. There was the gorgeously melancholy I Don't Wanna Wait Till Christmas, Snow. 
again, which kicks off by referencing other festive faves like River and Christmas War is Over. It's coming on Christmas, that's what Jody's telling me, and war isn't over, but we still have presents around the tree, things trimming a white, but I'm staring at grey, does it sign know it's Christmas, cause it's not supposed to be this way. original track is the jaunty done with Christmas with plenty of summery references and a xylophone sound to make it sound nicely sunny. Next up is a trio from London, whose folksy style is perfect for a summer's day. Flight formed in London where two of the members went to school together, and they discovered the third busking in the London Underground. They went viral thanks to a Joni Mitchell cover of the kind of festive song River, and signed to Island Records in 2013. Since then they've released two albums, with the most recent, This Is Really Going To Hurt, having been released in April this year. They recorded an original Christmas song in 2018 called won't be home for Christmas, playing with that old favourite idea of going home or not being able to get home for Christmas, and its guitar plucked beauty is evident from the very beginning. some people love to do in summertime. Go to a festival and watch a band while chanting out lyrics in unison, wearing stupid clothes and waving flags? Exactly what I was thinking. Wombats are a Liverpool indie band who sing along lyrics for their hits such as Let's Dance to Joy Division. I'm back 
in Liverpool and everything seems the same But I worked something out last night that changed this little boy's brain A small piece of advice that took 22 years in the make And I will break it for you now Please learn from my mistakes, please learn from my mistakes Let's dance to Joy Division and celebrate the irony Everything is going wrong, but we're so moving to New York. gave them acclaim and hits as well as many prime festival slots over the years since forming at Liverpool Institute for the Performing Arts in 2003. Since they've released four albums and many EPs and singles including a festive song for charity in 2006 with all proceeds going to Mencap, a charity that supports people with learning difficulties. Is This Christmas takes on classic Christmas song tropes such as a brass band, a sing-along chorus, Jingle Bells, and even a spoken word intro by British TV presenter legend Les Dennis. Not a creature was staring, except for... A wombat! Can you hear the sleigh bells coming around the bend? It comes our darkest and Christmas is here. So I hope you have a wonderful Christmas in July. Hopefully maybe get your hands on that Christmas sandwich from Pret if you can. Next month is August and then the month after that we head into the Burr months. In the meantime, I'll bring another dose of festive British tidbits and whatnots next month. And happy blooming Christmas to you and all. <laughs>